so hungry. Hey there, it's me, Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. I am here with Mikey and Jamie for yet another episode of Chew the Right Thing. What's going on, guys? Not much. How about with you over there? You know, same old thing, (laughs) as always, sadly, but happily. I guess no news is good news, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep. I'm happy to be back after a week with no podcast. I think a couple of people noticed, like two or three. Hopefully more than that. (laughs) There's quite a few that noticed. Okay. You know, I like to play it down a little. But, you know, didn't we tell people we weren't going to be on last week? Maybe we didn't. I don't think we did. But it's nice to keep them in suspense, isn't it? Just keep them waiting. Well, we're back and I'm excited about that because this week we have a really good episode. I am excited. Like, we don't have a haul. Usually I love the episodes where we're eating a lot of food. This week, we're not eating food, but we're talking about food and we are tackling cravings. So this is the official Craving Crushers episode. That's me clapping (laughs) for our very own Craving Crushers. I mean, we get questions all the time about, you know, how do I satisfy a craving for this or that? And what do I do if I want this or that? And I think Honestly, this is what Hungry Girl has been doing since 2004. So um, to wrap it all up in a nice little bow and a little podcast episode, I am excited. Are you excited? Absolutely. Yeah. And we even uh, crowdsourced this one. We asked people in the community. I think we got like hundreds and hundreds of responses. We asked them what they crave the most. I know. Jamie, I, you posted something in the community and like I didn't look at the community for like an hour and there were like literally 350 responses when I wow. got back to it. I was like, holy moly, people really are craving things. Um, but before we jump into the cravings, what do we got? All right, pumpkin season has begun, and it looks like Trader Joe's is starting to roll out some of their uh, pumpkin-themed items. Uh, So here are just a few that have been spotted, and I'm sure there'll be more. Uh, They got pumpkin empanadas, spicy pumpkin curry simmer sauce, pumpkin spice protein smoothie, organic pumpkin bread, pumpkin bagels, and... Gluten-free pumpkin bagels, so there's you got you, you can choose between the two. Uh, spicy pumpkin samosas, and like I said, there'll be I'm sure a ton more. And uh, we have a pumpkin episode coming up soon, so we'll probably be uh, trying these. I hope so. I want to try those empanadas. Yeah, I want to try the uh, samosas. I love Indian food, so I'm excited to try those. Yeah, it seems to be a lot of exotic stuff there in that list. I also saw, and I think we tried this last year, the hold the cone, the mini ice cream cones. They have a pumpkin spice one. Oh, I love those. I'm not going to lie. I already tried a pumpkin item. What'd you try? Tell us. Aaron, tell us. Aaron, brought, Aaron brought it to the office. Um, she brought the pumpkin waffles from Trader Joe's. They were really good. We may oh. have to try them officially. They were yummy. I'm excited for pumpkin. We'll be doing it soon in a couple of weeks. But um, I hear there's some other breaking chews that, that you have, Lisa. Yeah. I. You know what? I am super excited about this. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the new issue of Hungry Girl magazine. Which, (laughs) it's on stands now, and people can find it at Walmart, at Target, at, is it at Whole Foods? It's at a ton of supermarkets, right? Like at the checkout counter. Um, If you find it, if you see it, if you take pictures of the magazine at your local market and you text them to Mike, I'm just saying you might win a prize. There could be a prize in this for you. Yeah. And the number is uh, 805-380-8075. I don't even know that number. You'd think that after all this time, I would have that memorized. (laughs) But I do not. I just learned the Hungry Girl Conference line, so. Oh, that's just, 
that's in my phone programmed. I do not have that memorized. That's really funny. But let's talk a little about this issue because I have to say, I know all Hungry Girl magazines are great and we only have about two a year. But this fall issue, I think we've really outdone ourselves. I especially love, speaking of pumpkin, there's an amazing pumpkin story. There's the ultimate Halloween candy guide, a whole spread on going flexitarian, everything you could ever want that will help you meal prep like a champ. There's like supermarket craving crushers, which isn't that kind of what we're doing today a little bit? Yeah, right. It it may have inspired Um, this episode. (laughs) Maybe. Ways to save 2,000 calories a week. There's a whole feature on your daily bright boost, which is really our daily bright boost, (laughs) our morning drink mix. I mean, everything under the sun. I am like so proud of this issue. Plus, a lot of like... Dinner recipes, fast food type recipes, snack recipes, happy hour, slow cooker. I mean, I don't know. What's your favorite feature in this magazine, Jamie? I can't stop smiling looking at it because it's so beautiful and large. Um, 65 plus recipes. I love I love the slow cooker comfort food and I love the casseroles. Those are two great ones for me. Yeah, casseroles. And then soup because I love the soup stuff. Oh, that's right. Super simple. Right. They all start with a can of soup and then you make something amazing with it. Absolutely. Um, And then every time I look at this magazine, I can't believe it's our magazine. Like, I feel like I get chills when I look at the magazine and I'm so excited because we partner with Meredith. Meredith has been putting out like ridiculously beautiful magazines for I, I don't know how many decades. They are like the number one. They're just so professional and incredible and they shoot all of our photos and they do just such an incredible job and they're such amazing partners. So I, you know, it brings tears to my eyes whenever the magazine shows up and I open the box, I just want to cry. It was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the, uh, the, the cover. So I'm a Lakers fan and the cover is very much Laker colors. Oh boy. So. That's all we need to do to impress <laughs> but, him. That and yeah, pumpkin right. recipes. But what? I have a question. Are there any uh, peanut butter recipes for me? Uh, probably. We have a crossword puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) And peanut butter is one of the clues. What is Mikey's favorite food? Oh, wait, Mikey, I found one. There's the Thai peanut broccoli noodles. So that's like peanut sauce, peanut butter sauce. Yeah, that'll work. I have to tell you, I love the community because we see like the response to this. And since the last issue, I still will see people posting pictures, you know, made this casserole from the last magazine, made this stir fry from the last magazine. Like people really use these all year long. Right. And we always describe them as like a keepsake magazine. And the truth is they're almost like mini books. They're like bookazines. Mm-hmm. And there'd be no reason not to keep this magazine forever. So and sleep with it under your pillow. Do you remember the <laughs> the very first magazine I framed for you, Lisa? I know I have it in my kitchen, but that's kind of sad because you can't open it up and flip through it. That's OK. I literally <laughs> like I have it in my kitchen. Anyway, the magazine is for sale on sale, not on sale, but for sale at a fine establishment near you or they can go online to get it. What's the URL? If they go to hungry girl.com slash magazine. Best of all, you can one click this magazine and shipping's free. So I would just do that. Don't even bother looking for it unless you want to win a prize and text pictures to Mike. Wait a minute. The shipping is free? Shipping is free. That's great. That's awesome. And we'll we'll link to it also on the uh, Foodcast page if uh, you don't remember that URL. 
slash magazine. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's sometimes, you know, the foodcasts they might have in their in their uh, favorites, you know. So okay, okay. hungry-girl.com slash foodcast. They might, they might. Okay. Um, so we are jumping into the Craving Crushers episode and I am so excited about this, but I do want to preface this by saying, like, I want to talk just a little bit about food cravings and what they mean and the whole idea of crushing cravings and swapping foods is pretty much why I started Hungry Girl back in 2004. I was like all about, you know, if you want this, eat that. If you want a pizza, you can make it out of, you know, mushrooms and string cheese and everything that we do to some degree is about crushing a craving. Um, but I do want to say at the end of the day, like I eat everything. So to me, like I, some people look at a craving and they say, I have a craving and I want to eat something. I always want to eat everything, <laughs> which is why I've <laughs> devoted, I've devoted my life to finding things that I love that, that I really crave that I can eat every single day when I'm not following, like I live by the 80-20 rule, which means 80% of the time I am eating things like fresh fruits and veggies, lean proteins, and that is what my diet really consists of. But 20% of the time, I want to eat things that like everybody loves, whether it's French fries or pizza. And I only allow myself to eat the real thing every now and then. But that doesn't mean that I feel like those foods are bad or off limits. I really embrace everything. And that mentality works for me. Um, and it may or may not work for everybody. So, Jamie, I wanted to talk a little bit about foods and um, foods that trigger you or things that you think you can't eat or that you avoid. Do you have foods that you just never, ever eat? More than I care to admit. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like, and this is something I've 100% learned from Hungry Girl, is you always talk about the importance of knowing yourself. I don't feel like I'm depriving myself if I exclude certain foods because for me, that's what keeps me like it's what keeps things easy and happy and breezy. And if I eat certain foods, I won't be able to stop. I will think about that food for the rest of the day. I will eat too much of it. I won't feel good. So for me, certain foods, I'd just rather not have them because it makes me feel better. Yeah. And it could be physically or mentally feel better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, yeah. I do have yeah. foods that I, I always talk about trigger foods. Trigger foods is a thing that we always mention. And some mm -hmm. people would be like, well, what is a trigger food? And you know, a trigger food is something I define as a food that if I have a little bit of it, I want to eat more and more and more and more of it. And then to the point where I can't stop. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, like, I've learned a lot about, um, you know, I would by no means am I an expert on intuitive eating, but I've been paying much closer attention to embracing foods that I would normally avoid on a regular basis. And I have to tell you that it makes me actually crave those foods less. And Oh, interesting. It's like a whole thing. And I, if, for example, like I used to avoid bread a lot, like most of the time I avoided bread. Mm -hmm. And I joked in the beginning of the pandemic when we talked about this on the podcast, how like now I have bread in the house and I've been eating bread. And you were like, who are you, Lisa? I don't even know you. And in the beginning, because the bread was in the house, I was like looking at it, thinking about it, eating probably a couple of slices of it every day. Then after about a week, it didn't call. It didn't call out to me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just an interesting approach that if you 
like take the time to not think that the food is bad or that you have to be afraid of it, that it Mm -hmm. ends up not having power over you. Mm -hmm. And it's it's something that I'm really, you know, if I sound like I'm sort of struggling for my words, it's because it's such a new concept for me, because I spent such a long time thinking that certain foods were off limits. And I would devote all of my time to finding ways to feel good about, you know, eating foods that seemed like those other foods, but weren't quite those other foods. And now I just do a hybrid. Mm -hmm. I do more of a combination of both. I I love this whole idea about like just sort of opening your mind to how you look at food and think about it. Um, And like having, I hope this isn't too airy fairy for you, but like having a healthy relationship with food. And I think too, it's like when I looked at, I used to feel deprived and used to feel like, oh, off limits. I'm bad if I eat this food. And now for me, it's more like, like I said, I feel good when I don't eat this food, then I'm bad if I do eat this food and just kind of like reframing it and finding what works for you and kind of letting go of what anyone else thinks of you. You know, I had a friend that used to say, it's sad, Jamie, that you can't go out and like have a pizza. And it's like, it's not sad because it makes me happy. I really enjoy how I eat and what I eat and makes me feel good, you know? So it's like, I, I just love what you said about like redefining how you look at food. So much of what people struggle with, I think, is psychological. And a lot of people, you know, Jamie, you're the one that taught me the trick, like, well, you know, only when you're hungry. And how do you know if you're really hungry? Are you hungry enough to eat raw broccoli? And when you said that, I remember it was on a Hungry Girl cruise. And it really was like, wow, like most of the time when I say I'm hungry, I am not hungry enough to like really crave raw Mm -hmm. broccoli. But I feel like, unfortunately, that's not what drives people's decisions to eat or overeat. There's something else there. So anyone could follow a set diet plan for a period of time and lose weight. The key is what's going to make you live forever happily and healthfully. And so all that being said, like, we we probably should have a whole other entire episode or several episodes devoted to the whole philosophy because I think going down that road is really interesting and it's really important. But at the end of the day, people do need practical information and everybody mm-hmm. is craving certain things. And as always, you know, we're here for you to help you make those smarter choices. And so I guess we're going to jump into that right now. <laughs> Let's do it. Or chew it. <laughs> Let's chew it. Okay. The first craving is, and this was the number one, like, wait, Jamie, do you have the stats on how many people wanted information on these or no? I don't have them, but they were, I mean, this was like by far and away the biggest one, although one and two, the the next, the first one and the second one were huge. Yeah. One and two chips and other crunchy snacks, chips, chips. Where would we be without chips? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so do you eat chips, Jamie? Are you a chip person? Do you crave chips? Um, I crave crunchy, salty things. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I do. I crave chips. Yeah. I'm like a, to me, like chips were my trigger food. Like they, I'm not saying they're not my trigger food now, but like, that's something I always want. Mike, are you a chip guy? Yeah, but I'm not like, I don't crave it, but if the chips, like if we're at a Mexican restaurant and it's the endless chips, I can't stop eating the chips. It's almost like the bread full that I talked about before. Like it's like bread. If there's, if they're, if they're there, I'm going to eat them all. That's just mm-hmm. how it is. 
Mm-hmm. Identifying Mikey's trigger foods. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the Mexican restaurant, I think it was like on the Hungry Girl show, we said like the average person eats like 500 calories worth of chips or something before the meal. Wow. Which is That's crazy. Crazy. That's why I really can't start there. That's like you have to draw the line somewhere. But like I won't. That's one of my rules. Like I don't, at the Mexican restaurant, I, I really avoid the chips before dinner. If I still want a chip after I eat whatever I'm eating, I might eat one chip. And it's easier to stop at that. <laughs> um, why don't mexican restaurants have like vegetables to, to dip the um to dip into the salsa like why don't they give you that option i guess because it's more expensive to, to to give free vegetables but i just feel like that would be a better option because i right? think people would flip the table in anger if you like serve them crudite <laughs> instead of tortilla chips at a mexican restaurant <laughs> yeah but i don't know you know what yeah. if they have enough margaritas they'd be happy with the veggies <laughs> Um, But, so you know, so we have a lot of recipes and there are full on veggie like kale chips where you just take some kale and you throw it in the toaster oven and you turn it into a chip, maybe put a little truffle salt on it. It's great. Or like seaweed snacks, full on veggies, totally low calorie Um, pickles. Pickles are salty and crunchy Mm -hmm. and they can double as a chip swap. So we eat those all the time. And I know, Jamie, you're big on baby carrots. Yes, although actually um, cucumber slices are my latest thing. Cucumber slices mm-hmm. with like some everything bagel seasoning. I get my salty, my crunchy, done. And jicama is also a good one. Yes. Mm, love jicama. Jicama, it looks like a potato and it tastes like a flavorless apple. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't sound like the most ringing endorsement, but I love <laughs> They're great with salsa. Yeah. Yeah. Or even just plain. Like, but... There are times when I, especially during the pandemic, like I know I've talked about this all the time, I eat snack chips all the time. And my the reason why I feel good doing it and why I'm totally fine with with it is because, as a lot of you know, if you listen to the podcast, I walk at least 10 or 12 plus miles a day, even if I'm just walking around my house, like I am constantly walking and I really crave carbs and I eat more carbs than I've ever eaten because of it. And I have more energy than I've ever had in my entire life. Like hands down, I am not lethargic anymore. And I want to say that my healthy chip swaps keep my energy level up. (laughs) Is that a bad thing to say? (laughs) Am I sending a bad message? (gasps) No, that's a great thing. I I think it's a good message actually that like it, it goes back to the core of Hungry Girl. Celebrate food. If you want to eat chips, maybe walk a little bit more. You're going to feel good. It's going to energize you. Yeah. And so the chips that I do eat a lot these days, I'm going to just rattle them off. But the good crisp potato crisps, which are like the healthy Pringles, they're actually a partner of ours. And they were not a partner of ours when I discovered them and became obsessed with them. And I, maybe that's why they became a partner of ours. But they are incredible. I love those. I love, love, love mini rice cakes and rice cakes. I'm such a rice cake person, all flavors, any flavors. I use them in recipes. I eat them alone. Um, Snacklins is a product from Shark Tank. I think you guys saw the Shark Tank segment on Snacklins. I never did that, but they're like an mm-hmm. incredible mushroom-based um, savory chip. They they build themselves as like vegan pork rinds, but that is like doing them a total disservice because they're just like the best, mm-hmm. lightest chip swap. Um, I also love Bohana, those like light and airy, amazing, I don't know, what are those, water lily seeds, like popped water lily seeds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were also on Shark Tank. I should be watching Shark Tank for all of my snack, for my snack recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> we're, by the way, 
<laughs> Side note, we are binge watching season one of Shark Tank. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, wow. It's such a throwback. I used to watch it back then. Yeah. yeah. That's hysterical. Is that when the Scrub Daddy was on? We're waiting for like a big one. Right now, it's a lot of lame things that nobody gets a deal. So we'll we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. And they, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they definitely uh, fixed. They, they, I don't know how the show made it, to be honest, because it's <laughs> this this first half of season one is not that great. But of course, I'm, I'm viewing it from someone who started watching it on season like eight. So they were already polished. Yeah, and, they got it. They got it down. Yeah. They got it down. Um, but then just a couple more crunchy snacks that I love. I love Bada Bean Bada Boom. Yes. Those amazing incredible broad bean snacks and every flavor under the sun. And then one of the latest additions was something that we tried on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, pitos. Yeah. It was like oh, yeah. pea based onion rings. They're Those like really ridiculous. Good. Yeah. I ate that bag that, that same day as the podcast. It was, <laughs> it was just too good, but it was only two servings, right? I mean, it wasn't that bad eating that whole bag. Yeah. It might be two and a half servings, but whatever. It yeah. was like, they're really low. I ordered them on Amazon already. So I love them. And again, it's like they make me happy. They are swaps. None of those things, by the way, are super high in fat. So I never kind of feel sick. It's the fat. If I overdo it on the fat, it's when I feel a little bit like not good. All of these Mm -hmm. snacks make me feel great. Every one of them. I especially love like... Um, I don't know if we talked about like parm crisps, like the the cheese, crunchy cheese snacks or like with bada bean, how it's beans. Like I like crunchy snacks that aren't quite chips, but for some reason they like I feel better about them. They have protein. They have like more nutrients. And those I really like those. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also like love corn. Oh, mm. so good. I think people need to like rewind this and write this all down. Are we going to have all, <laughs> are we having everything on our show page? We'll yeah. have plenty. Yeah, I'll, we'll put it up. I'll put it up there. Okay. It'll, it might take me all weekend to do it, but I'll do it. <laughs> what else are you going to do really on the weekend these days? <laughs> are movie theaters open yet? I don't think so. No. Our couch is open. <laughs> Your couch is always open. Like 7-Eleven. <laughs> um, moving on to the next craving, which hundreds of people wanted information about chocolate. Chocolate is the most craved food, I think, by American women in the whole, I don't know, in the universe of foods. Chocolate's the number one most craved food. Not for me, though. Like, how about you guys? Are you guys chocolate cravers? Mm -hmm. I I would rather eat a giant bowl of spaghetti and meatballs than a chocolate bar. Mm -hmm. I, I believe truly that anyone that has ever like sort of had a food issue or a weight problem is a person that craves savory over chocolate. That's my opinion. I could be wrong, but. Interesting. Yeah. Every night um, for the last week or so I've had, I always have some little bit of chocolate after, after my meal, just, I need to have it. But the last like week I've, I've gotten a little bit crazy and now it's at the point where I think last night I said to, to Jamie, tell me to stop. Like I just, cause I, I don't feel good after I eat too much chocolate, you know? He's eating, yeah. by the way, his mom's peanut butter and chocolate bars, which yeah. are basically like a tub of peanut butter and melted chocolate formed into bars. Yeah. Oh, so yum. Good. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. So like for me, chocolate, like I, I don't need a lot of it. Like it's just one of those things that like I could have like two M&Ms and be happy. But that doesn't mean I don't like or appreciate chocolate. And I do have so much chocolate in my house because I do use it in recipes. And I think it's fun to have around. And I do like it. So I don't want to say like, hey, I, I don't like chocolate. But in a lot of cases, a little goes a long way. And there's a lot of things that you can keep around that a little actually does go a long way, like chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. To me, like 
just keeping chocolate chips around, I will sometimes have a teaspoon or a couple teaspoons of chocolate chips, or I'll add some to my yogurt or a little bit on top of light ice cream, and you get that chocolate fix. Um, I also keep that Hershey's like five ingredient chocolate syrup. What is it? Simply something? Simply five, maybe? Simply five. Did they copy Frankly five. Frankly, <laughs> our cookbook. Anyway, it's like a, you know, it's a chocolate syrup. I use a very tiny bit of it. Um, and I love cocoa powder, which I yeah. use in practically every recipe and in drinks and smoothies and cakes. And it's so like incredibly rich and yet has hardly any calories and it's really yeah. good for you. So cocoa powder is something that I highly recommend. I mean, you without like a doubt. The, um, but you like yeah. the dark, dark cocoa powder? I do, but like I've been obsessing over like the gear deli. Uh, I think it's called majestic and I don't know if it's officially dark, but it is like, I would sniff that cocoa powder all day, every day. If I could, it's like yeah. the best smelling, best tasting cocoa powder ever. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. sure if it's officially extra dark, but like I do tend to recommend either that or just the dark cocoa powders. What I do wonder. you what do you do with it? I mean, Other I use than it sniff in, it. <laughs> <laughs> I wash my hair with it. No, I I make a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of shakes and coffee drinks with it and mug cakes. And I, I don't know, like, what do you I, I mix it in everything anywhere? I want some chocolatey flavor. And then, of course, it's not sweetened. It's kind of bitter. So you need to add a, you know, some kind of a sweetener situation. I love the idea of adding a little bit to a coffee drink because I love coffee and like that feels like such a nice little yummy indulgence to like make your coffee drink into a mocha. A mocha. Give it a little yeah. chocolate flair. You're a mocha girl. <laughs> J Jamocha. That's like Jamie. Jamie's mocha. Wasn't there a Baskin Robbins flavor, Jamocha? Yes. Jamocha almond, Jamocha almond It's like the most popular flavor of Baskin Robbins. That's my grandma's favorite ice cream of all time. Mmm. I didn't even know Jamocha. I thought Baskin Robbins invented the word Jamocha, but I don't think they did. Yeah, probably not. I Is it Jamaican that. Mocha? What's the J stand for? I don't know. You should know. You're the Google queen. <laughs> you I'll look, know by, you the, end the, by <laughs> the end of the episode. You look it up. Um, but in addition to all those little things, there are a lot of really amazing products and some are newly discovered in our world that I just want to like rattle off and I think everyone should get a pen. First is JoJo's. JoJo's bars and chocolate bites are incredible. I mean, it's a low sugar chocolate. It's like a family owned business. The products are amazing. The stats are really good. The chocolate is so good and so um, real tasting and not over the top sweet. It's just a home run. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't like tell you that Lily's, every single product that comes out of the world <laughs> of Lily's, I love so much. I want to pass out. Like I can't, I, whoever this Lily is or whoever those food scientist development people over there are, they deserve to win some kind of an award. I wish there could be like an Emmy award for like, brilliance and like a Willy Wonka award for like innovation in the world of chocolate. So like Lily's also makes low sugar chocolates, mostly chips, some bars, their bars are out of this world. There's like a whole series of white chocolate bars. Now there's like a cookies and cream one. There's a birthday cake one. There's a plain white chocolate one. Their chips, the flavors are unbelievable. Salted caramel chocolate, chocolate, dark chocolate, white chocolate. I don't know. Like Lily's just to die for. Do you think I like Lily's? Lily's needs to knock it off because I'm I'm worried about you. Every time something arrives, you get faint. I, I worry that like one of these days they're going to release something that's just going to undo you. <laughs> <laughs> 
They might. They might. But if I lasted through, I have to say, like the one I'm not again, I'm not like a big chocolate craver, but I do find myself reaching for the Lily's salted caramel chocolate chips. And they're incredible. All right. Moving on to the next product. I love Dole Dippers. You know, they're frozen bites of fruit that are covered in chocolate. You feel like you're being a little healthier. There was a brand. Was it True Fruit? There's a few brands that make like freeze dried fruit covered in chocolate. Love that, too. Those are great. You know, if I want to go back to my childhood roots, Tootsie Pops. Oh, yeah. You can't you really can't beat those. What do they have? 70 calories. Don't they even make mini ones or does that they do? They do make minis. I like the minis, but I feel like there's not enough Tootsie Roll in them. Yeah. But they're, they are good, though. For a while, Lisa, I used to come over to your house. Back before, <laughs> in the before times, I would go over to your house for meetings. And as soon as we would get started with meeting, I'd say, can I go get a lollipop? And I would go into your other room and you had a big <laughs> jar of Tootsie Roll Pops. And mm. that, would, that would keep me going through the meeting. They were just for you. Um, and then I do like, you know, the hot cocos that are reduced fat or reduced calories. I have some for the Keurig, some in the packets. I use those. I keep those around for like, uh, especially in the winter time, if it's like nighttime or whatever, and I just need a little sweet something, I'll have some of that. Um, frozen fudge pops. You really can't go wrong. Just keep some fudge mm. bars in the freezer. Mm. I especially love the enlightened ones. High in mm -hmm. protein. It just... Good stuff. And enlightened ice cream, all the chocolate flavors that they have, the brownies and cookie dough, like unbelievable. Oh. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'll tell you my favorite like 50 calorie chocolate fix is if you take one of those low calorie hot cocoa packets, they're like 25 calories and you dissolve in it like I don't know, a teaspoon of chocolate chips, especially if you were to do the crazy flavors by Lily's. Oh, yum. And then you add lots of hot water and you will have like, it's like drinking chocolate because the hot cocoa is already like yummy and chocolatey. But when you mm -hmm. add those chips, oh, forget it. The Put chips. a little whip on top. It's a party. You know, I'm glad you said that because I do. One of the things that I do in my coffee drinks, I take those Lily's salted caramel chips and I mm -hmm. melt them into the coffee drink. And then, of course, oh. I put it in the blender with ice and I make it frozen. But the chips, they make your drinks so rich. It is so yep. worth it. A little goes a long way. Like the calorie counts are so low and it just makes everything so much better. Yum. Is that enough chocolate? I mean, I'm kind of <laughs> craving it now. Good job, Lisa. <laughs> I feel like there needs to be a warning on this episode. Do not listen without a snack. <laughs> That's true. But by the way, I have so many I have so many JoJo's and Lily's products here that if you need any, let me know. I'll drive them over. <laughs> Thanks. Noted. <laughs> okay. So the next thing people really wanted information about, cookies, cakes, and other sweets. As if all the chocolate was not enough. Cookies, nope. cakes, and other sweets. Um, so in the world of cookies, I'm going to say this cookies and cakes, we typically make everything mm -hmm. like the recipes that come out of the hungry girl world are like incredible. Many, many, many times they're in mugs, they're portion controlled or they're made in a muffin pan. So they're portion controlled. And that to me is key. And we, you know, I, we could pat ourselves on the back now, but we do a really good job of swapping out ingredients. We don't use a lot of butter or oil. We use applesauce and pumpkin or yogurt, or sometimes just like a can of club soda or some kind of a natural diet soda with a cake mix. So there's a lot that you can do at home to make your own swaps. And I love all the, the products by Swerve. Mm -hmm. Ugh, obsessed with them. The brownie mix, the cake mix. And you don't be afraid to doctor up 
whatever cake mix that you have in your house. And that's the one thing, you know, I'm not going to tell you, I think you should use our recipes as a guide so you don't end up ruining a beautiful box of cake Mm. or brownie mix that you have. But sometimes it's as easy as putting like a half a cup of yogurt in something or just a can of club soda into a cake mix. You don't need to add eggs. You don't need to add oil. Play around. You'll get the hang of what the consistency is when you bake it. And it's life changing, truly. Yeah. We'll link you to a great um, email that we did where we tested like every possible add in and we give you all of the exact amounts. So like this much yogurt, this much water, this temperature or this much applesauce, no water, this temperature. Um, So it's a great two ingredient cake recipe email. We'll we'll hook you up with that at hungry-girl.com slash foodcast. Yeah, that was a great email. That was such a good email. And we should also link to the uh, two ingredient cookies email with the oats and banana, like the Odie's. Ooh, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. My weekend is getting really (laughs) full. Um, And then all the cake mugs. Didn't I make like a thousand cake mugs, especially in the beginning of the summer? At least 980. I don't know about a thousand, Lisa. (laughs) Let's not get out of control. I actually think... uh, I think 2,000. Well, no, I don't know about the cake mugs, but I think there's about 68 uh, Facebook Lives that you've done since we've started. I think I counted that the other day. <laughs> 33 yeah, of them are protein freezes. <laughs> the others are the cake, rest mug. cake mugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> um, but there are things that you can buy in the store also that like are, if you don't feel like making anything, there are things that taste like cake and cookies. Those good to go bars by made good are incredible. Like flapjack makes cookie bars that are really Mm -hmm. good. Um, especially by the way, we should have said this in the chocolate section. Those, those made good, good to go bars in chocolate are like unreal. They're so good. Yes. And then there's a lot of cookies. I love, um, gosh, there's like a million cookies. I love the back to nature cookies. Mm -hmm. To die for. Incredible. Lily's makes a chocolate chip cookie that is so thin and so crispy and so unreal. Finsters are very, very good. There was a, what's the name of that company that was in? Oh God, I buy them all the time. I feel really bad that I don't know the name now. Home free to to be. Home free. I think it's home free. Yeah. Home free vanilla cookies, the vanilla wafer cookies. Mm. I have like 20 bags in my pantry right now. They're unreal. So don't think you have to bake or make everything yourself. A lot of the things that I just mentioned are portion controlled. Um, The lilies, not portion controlled. So I break down my cookie bag into little mini snack bags just to control those portions. They should hire you at lilies to just break down all of their (laughs) snack bags. (laughs) You get a snack bag and you get a snack bag. (laughs) I have to tell you too, like as great as all of this information is, if you want even more after this episode's over, you have to go one click your magazine. Because as we're going through this, I'm like, wait, there's a whole section on chocolate or on candy. We have a fast food section, crunchy snack section. There's lots of good stuff. I'm just thinking about that magazine article with the Craven Crushers. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it now and the pictures are so pretty. So much nicer than my selfies. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> don't my put selfies. your selfie down, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like the photos are just unreal in this magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, moving on to bread, and I love this category: bread and other carbs. I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> summarize it any better than that. Every carb on the planet they were naming, so we we grouped it as bread and other carbs. <laughs> Well, I mean, I love the fact that there are so many bread swaps now, like be it cauliflower tortillas like Outer Isle, which, by the way, are now at Trader Joe's, which is unbelievable because I'm convinced that that lovely woman, Santa Barbara, is actually making those for Trader Joe's. I know she is. (laughs) Um, Jicama tortillas, they're like 
I don't know what, four calories. It's just like thinly sliced jicama. Yeah. Unbelievable. Lettuce buns. Got to go uh, retro there. But mm. lettuce buns are never going to go out of style in my book. I love them. Lettuce wraps, you know, little those little gems, you know, like the little gems, lettuce cups. You can mm -hmm. buy those at the supermarket or just make them yourself. So then if I want like bread that's more bready and I don't want something that's like a sort of like a swap. Oh, by the way, the crepini oh, are yeah. great too. Like the mm -hmm. egg white crepes, love those. But sometimes like, again, as I was saying, I eat more like bread and I have been obsessing over Dave's killer bread, 21 seed, thin slice, 70 calories, unreal, mm -hmm. worth every single mm -hmm. everything. It's like so good for you. So satisfying. And, um, I love yeah. Dave. I know that it, I, I know that he was in jail, right? Like, isn't was there like he? some story behind the bread? But he wasn't a killer. <laughs> he was in jail for something else. Wow. But he's, if I think he he's was jail. in jail for being a killer and then he broke out, well, not broke out, but then he came out of prison and made Dave's killer <laughs> bread. Like, that's baller. Yeah. <laughs> that's, but that's really. Has yeah. the product never been more appropriately named? Because it really is killer bread. Like, it's, I get it too. I, you know that they actually make uh, Dave's Killer Bread hamburger buns. Yeah, I haven't, haven't tried those, but I bet I they're great. They're amazing. I bet they're, they're amazing. Great. Yeah. I like them too. Like, these and then the Ezekiel I used to have. Yeah. They're so hearty. Like, to me, it's so much more satisfying than a slice of white bread or mm -hmm. even like whole wheat mm -hmm. bread. Like they're just, they, cause some of them have seeds in them. They're just really like yeah. satisfying. Yeah. Right. So like I run the gamut. I'll do that where I have like a slice of that thin bread with all the seeds and it is really hearty and I love it. But then I also love like the ginormous, super flat, like flying carpet, lavash, like flat breads. You look like you could like <laughs> sleep on it or just use it as a blanket, but like the ones from Aldi or even flat out to go, you know, way back. Um, there's, just like so many great options and low carb tortillas. I just look at the bag. I flip it around. If the stats look good to me, I always look for something that has as much fiber as possible. I like to keep it at a hundred calories or less. And sometimes you just want that big giant honking slice of whatever that you could make into a big wrap or roll it up, throw it in the air fryer. Like there's so many options you can do with all of these bread things. I think I have my Halloween costume for, I guess not this year because trick-or-treating has been canceled. You're going to be a tortilla? I'm going to be a <laughs> lavash wrap. I'm going to wrap myself in lavash bread, but, but real lavash bread. I'm going to eat you. Are you going to be a mummy? <laughs> no, I'm just going to be lavash bread. So you're going to be a wrap? Not your best idea, Mike. Yeah, you're going to be a wrap. Mikey, a Mikey wrap. Wait, rap. as soon as you said this, I just remembered one year a Hungry Girl staffer dressed up as a Chipotle burrito and she had like um, aluminum foil like wrapped around her middle. Oh, you know how they come really? In. Who did yeah. that? Callie. Really? I didn't even remember that. That's cute. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, it was also, great. Atoria's, before we forget, they make great, they make great flatbreads too. Atoria's. All right, we did the bread. Now let's do, do the other carbs. So, I mean, the most important ones, obviously, are pasta and rice. So in the world of pasta, like there's straight up veggie swaps. And who isn't making veggie, spiralized veggies? You know, Green Giant, they're obviously the leaders in this category. Mm -hmm. And they do spiralized everything and riced everything. Um, and their stuff runs the gamut from everything from spiralized beets and carrots and zucchini to cauliflower rice and all the versions of cauliflower rice and all the veggie tots that are veggie based. And now they even have the legume based rice, which is like 
unbelievable because it tastes just like regular rice. Mm-hmm. Um, right rice is also a favorite. Mm-hmm. That's another great rice swap. There, I mean, there are just too many for words. Like if you don't feel like ricing your own veggies at home, there are so many options. And same with noodles. But like the thing is, sometimes I want to eat real regular noodle pasta like that tastes like noodles. Like there are times when um, like zucchini noodles are fine, but there are other times when either I want to mix zucchini noodles mm-hmm. with the real thing or just have the real thing. And in my mind, all of those half veggie, half pasta swaps taste exactly like the real thing. Mm-hmm. So whether it's like banza pasta that's chickpea based or like, what is it, mung bean pasta, mm-hmm. there's like a million different options for things that taste like pasta that are completely infused with veggies and they're so much healthier. Yeah, I like you did a... um so recipe for mac and cheese that was like part bonza and then part broccoli slaw, which to me has like a noodley texture to it. Mm-hmm. I like the half and half concept. And then also I think we have a recipe that's like half spaghetti squash, half whole wheat spaghetti. I, I think half and half is just a really mm-hmm. good way to go for us like middle of the road peeps. When do you think Tony Danza will start doing commercials for Banza? Oh, boy. <laughs> what? It's, I, I can see right now. Hey, I'm Tony Danza for Banza Noodles. You're in the wrong industry. No. Mike, you need, need to be a manager. Tony. You'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> he probably Tony, is, I'm telling you. He's probably still doing well from his uh, Who's the Boss uh, mailbox money. Although I heard there's a Who's the Boss reunion uh, happening, I believe, soon. It's not a reunion. It's a reboot. It's a full-on oh. reboot. Oh, wow. I With, heard there's a Golden Girls reboot coming. They're all... Wait, Gone. Aren't they all no, not a, with a us new, anymore? New cast. New cast. Oh, boy. I don't even know where we left off. Oh, we were talking about pastas and half and half. Yes. I think we were wrapping things up, honestly. I think we are uh, I think we gave a lot of good information and a lot of not so good information probably <laughs> in this episode. But hopefully people liked it. Um, if you want to weigh in and tell us anything or request anything or tell us about some swaps you know and love, you could text Mike. 805-380-8075. Mike, how many people texted you with the last word of the last episode? I got over 200. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Hopefully they all got it right. Uh, Yeah, most of them got it right. Some Did some of them say thing? They assumed it was chew the right thing. Chew the right thing or, you know, recipe cards because that's what I said. But then Lisa said lolly at the end. So uh, they got a little confused. But I, I put them in the running. Oh, whether good they, for you. They got good the two. You. You're yeah. a nice boy. But I, Yeah, we got the winners already and their cards are on their way if they haven't already been delivered. Excellent. All right. So, people, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you want more Hungry Girl, you could sign up for daily emails at hungry-girl.com. You could check us out on Facebook. You could check out the What's Chewing community. You could... Listen to all past episodes of this podcast. You could buy Hungry Girl magazine. What else could they do? See Lisa on Facebook. I was going to say they can tell their friends to uh, listen to this podcast. All right. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you all. I'm Lisa Lilly and also known as Hungry Girl. Till next time, chew the right thing.